You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and today you are listening to another one of our tournament series. This is going to be on the subject of romantic comedies, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Matt, Jeff, and Ken uh, could not be here. Unfortunately, uh, I forced them to uh, go through uh, Entertainment Weekly's best romantic comedies of all time because they refused to watch them. So they'll be back hopefully another episode. But today we have a very uh, special co-host, and that's Colleen. How's it going? It's going great. Uh, I talk about Colleen all the time. Uh, She's my girlfriend. We live together. And uh, you helped with the questions today. Is that right? Yes, correct. Uh, And yeah, speaking of romantic comedies, I think... Uh, our first date, I think we watched Roman Holiday, right? Yes, Roman Holiday. And then the first time I said I love you was after the proposal. Correct. Okay, see, I remember. They're all connected. They are connected. Um, but uh, Colleen's going to be here helping host, but we have four very special guests. Uh, as you know, the way it's going to work, there's going to be a game one, a game two, and then um, we're going to have a final. So in this instance, there's four competitors each episode. The winner of each episode goes to the final, and then we're going to have a wild card, which was uh, Matt's contribution there. Uh, because wild cards are always exciting. So whoever scores the most points and does not win in each of these games um, is going to go on to be the third competitor in the final. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm going to introduce everyone here. We have some very special guests. And uh, just to give it a little flavor, since it's the romantic comedy um, episode, uh, what would this episode be without a meet cute for each contestant? Because every romantic comedy has a great meet cute. So, um, after I accidentally spilled orange juice on her by accident outside of her London, or under my London apartment, um, for coming to us from Denver is Kelsey Barcombe. How's it going, Kelsey? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and we sent an email out um, about uh, like two different questions. You can pick one or both. And it was asking uh, your most rewatched rom-com and why, or what rom-com couple you would like to see interact in quarantine. Well, I'll go with question number two. Who would I like to see in quarantine? And I'm going to go with the uh, 51st Dates iteration of Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, because when we last left them, they were already in a kind of quarantine of their own on a ship sailing who knows where. So I think they probably have it down and might have some fun, creative ideas for what we could all be doing in quarantine. And I think it would be fun to see the the videos that Adam Sandler makes for Drew Barrymore to explain why she's not allowed to go outside anymore. 
That's a really good answer. Super creative. I like that one. Yes, I didn't even I, I didn't even <laughs> think about that one. Um, I don't think there's a question about that movie in this uh, episode, but now you have me thinking about it. Uh, well, thank you for joining us. Um, our, our next contestant uh, happened to hear Ken listening to the Smiths in an elevator, and they bonded immediately. Uh, also coming to us from Denver uh, is Andrew Melinar. How's it going, Andrew? It's going well, thanks. Uh, and yeah, how about you? Same question. Uh, most rewatched rom-com uh, or ro- a couple you'd like to see in quarantine, a little bit about yourself, whatever you'd like to tell us. I love rom-coms, but my most rewatched, I was thinking about it earlier and I thought, well, it could be the holiday because I watch it every Christmas because it's one of my favorites. But honestly, it's The Princess Bride. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great one. Uh, I There was a Princess Bride question in this, uh, which I did not include. But for uh, just for the people at home, it was uh, what are the names of the three um, three men that the uh, the prince goes on his journey with? Uh, Fezzik, Inigo, and Vicini. That's right. Yes. He's on it. Uh, so, yeah, you are on it. So thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, I know uh, our one of our favorites is The Holiday. Oh, yeah. I love The Holiday. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we watch it every Christmas, too. Uh, the Jack Black and uh, Kate Winslet portion. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, Agreed. I, I love the scene in Blockbuster when he's uh, going through all the famous scores. Uh, it's a great scene. Uh, our next contestant uh, was sharing a ride with Jeff uh, to New York City after graduating from the University of Chicago. And they disagreed about everything, but in a lovable way. And coming to us from Lexington, Kentucky is Savannah Campbell. How are you, Savannah? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, one of your answers to those questions? Uh, well, like you said, I'm Savannah Campbell. I'm a self-published author of three books on Amazon. I'm also in a clinical psychology doctoral program, getting ready to go on internship. And uh, probably my most watched rom-com would be You've Got Mail. It was the first one I ever watched in grade school. I had the soundtrack. I just I've grown up with it. Oh, it's a great one. Uh, anytime they, they do the uh, shop around the corner uh, theme, it's, it's always great. I love that. Um, and uh, yeah, you've got mail. I haven't actually seen that one in a while, so we'll have to watch it. I, I just kind of uh, shudder at the idea of thinking of AOL Instant Messenger. It's so old now, but... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And uh, our last contestant, uh, while sharing a taxi with Matt, um, they uh, accidentally switched phones and then spent one fine day uh, trying to relay information back and forth. And coming to us from St. Louis, that is Ron Weaver. How's it going, Ron? Going well. How are you? Doing well. Uh, how about you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, one of your answers? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm here in St. Louis, and I work at, in the exhibitions department at a local art museum, um, or at least I did. <laughs> currently, currently from home. Um, but uh, yeah, I live here with my wife, and uh, I'm also some somewhat of a uh, an illustrator on the side. Yeah, um, I see some really cool stuff behind you. I don't, is any of that yours? Some of those illustrations back there? Uh, yeah, the, that cavity Sam you mentioned is a, sort of a work in progress. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and as far as the two questions, I I thought a lot today and tried to come up with a clever answer for the first one, but couldn't come up with anything I liked. So I'll just go also with the, uh, most rewatched. Um, and it's probably, it's probably a three-way tie, but I'm going to go with uh, can't buy me love. Ooh, great. Yes. One of my favorites. Um, yeah. I'm, let me just make sure that, that one of those questions isn't in this game. It, it's okay. It might be, but 
Nope. All right. So we'll save that for the second game. But yes, one of my favorites. I uh, love Patrick Dempsey in that. Uh, I almost had a question about Loverboy, which is a great pairing of that movie. Extra anchovies. Yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate you joining us. Um, yeah. And just a, a recap of the rules. Uh, it's going to be 15 questions. Um, these are just basic uh, questions. Uh, highest point total at the end wins. I'll be keeping score. And the winner will move on to the uh, final game, which will be in two weeks. All right, so the order for today, uh, it was just randomly selected, is going to be uh, Kelsey, Andrew, Savannah, and Ron. And uh, just remember, just feel free to uh, lock in when you know it. And if you're the last one to lock in, feel free to talk. Uh, and Colleen, uh, you're going to read questions with me? Correct. You said you're going to do the first set? Yes, I'll do the first All set. All right. Okay, so here we go. Question one. In what has become romantic comedy trivia lore, what was the original working title for Pretty Woman? Hint, it's the amount that Vivian charges Edward for the week. Locked in. Locked in. All right. So, uh, Andrew, feel free to talk it out loud if you'd like. You know, I, I can't remember entirely, but I think it's a multiple of thousands. I think it's 3,000. Okay. Uh, let's go to Kelsey. I wasn't sure on this one. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie, and I think I only watched it once, so I just went with a cool $1 million. That's a good, good price. Yep. Okay. Uh, Savannah? $3,000. And Ron? Uh, I'm hoping that um, the majority is correct, because I also said $3,000. And the answer is 3000 Yeah. Great job, everyone. You know, I think Julia Roberts is worth a lot more. But... I agree with that. I, I like the $1 million. <laughs> Yeah, I would, Yeah, I wonder what, with inflation, that would have been now, but it should have been a lot more, for, especially for a week, too to be uh, gallivanting around with Richard Gere. Uh, all right. Uh, number two. What independent film based on a one-woman show centers around the character Tula Portocalos and went on to make fat stacks of cash becoming one of the highest grossing romantic comedies of all time? Um, well, I know one of the most highest grossing movies is My Big Fat Greek Wedding, so I went with that. All right. On to Andrew. I also said My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Wedding. Okay. Uh, Savannah? My big fat Greek wedding for the win. And Ron? Uh, yeah, same. Uh, big fat Greek wedding. Yep. Points all around. My big fat Greek wedding. Uh, one, yeah, one of the most successful uh, uh, independent films of all time. It had a $5 million budget, I believe. And if I remember correctly, Tom Hanks saw um, uh, Nyla Vardalos uh, in her one-woman show and uh, optioned it to turn it into a movie. Um, all right. So number three. This lovable actress must have an obsession with time traveling as she starred as Claire in The Time Traveler's Wife, Inez in Midnight in Paris, and Mary in About Time. So I'm looking for the I'm, name of an actress. Oh, locked in. Okay. Locked in. Locked in. I'm pretty sure it's Rachel McAdams. All right. Kelsey? I also said Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. And Ron? Not really sure about it, but yeah, I also said Rachel McAdams. Yep, uh, she's in uh, quite a lot of romantic comedies and does a great job. That's Rachel McAdams. Great job. Points all around. All right, moving on to question four. In the film I Love You, Man, which is more of a bromantic comedy, Paul Rudd befriends Jason Segel, and they bond over what music act that has Paul Rudd, quote, slapping the bass? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. I have literally no idea. No idea? I've never uh seen that movie. <laughs> Uh, do you, are you going to, do you want to take a guess? Just any band or do you want to tap? Um, I, I don't even know where to begin to guess. Okay. 
All right, so we'll so have... Oh, no, sorry. No, that's okay. We'll have a tap from Andrew. Uh, let's go to Kelsey. I believe it is Rush. All right, Savannah. One of my favorite ever concerts, Rush. And Ron. Yep, definitely Rush. Rush, that's right. Yeah, he was uh, obsessed with Getty Lee, and they, they went to the concert. And I can't remember if... Didn't he go on Jason Siegel's shoulders at one point? Maybe not. I don't remember. I think you're just making that up. <laughs> I know, I can't remember. I remember that scene, though. Lou Frigno, all of that. All right, uh, so number five uh, at the end of this first mini round here, uh, one of my favorites. Katherine Heigl has starred in many memorable romantic comedies, and I'm going to name four of those films that she starred in, and I need you to give me any two of the male co-stars slash love interests from that film. So I'm looking for two names out of the four movies that I'm going to name you, and I'm looking for the actor's name. So the films are 27 Dresses, Life As We Know It, Killers, and The Ugly Truth. Andrew's locked in? Locked in. Sorry, I, one of them is one of those guys whose name just like does not store in my brain. I'm sure it's, just... I think I know who that one is. Yeah, it's a couple of these guys, they, they look like other people too, so. <laughs> I'm locked in. Okay, so Ron, feel free to talk out loud if you'd like. Okay, um, I know one of them for sure. I know 27 Dresses is James Marsden. One of those movies I've never heard of. Uh, I feel like that's Gerard Butler. Uh, yeah, so 27 Dresses is one of my favorite rom-coms. Um, and so I know that one is James Marsden, who is also an actor that I quite enjoy. Um, and then the other one that I couldn't think of, whose name always escapes me, is from The Ugly Truth, Gerard Butler. Okay. Let's Who go. I usually just referred to as the guy from 300. The guy, yeah, the shirtless guy from 300, <laughs> yep. Uh, let's go to, or the guy who's always saving the president now, apparently. Uh, let's go to Andrew. Well, he's also stoic. Uh, yeah, I also went with those two, James Marsden in 27 Dresses and Gerard Butler in The Ugly Truth. All right, and Savannah. Yeah, I had uh, James Marsden and Gerard Butler. All right. Looks like everyone had the same there. So 27 Dresses was James Marsden, as it was said. Uh, the Ugly Truth was Gerard Butler. Uh, Life As We Know It, uh, which some people may not know. It's on Netflix right now. It's really good. It's uh, uh, Josh Jumal. So they uh, they were kind of bitter rivals that uh, had to raise their friend's uh, baby, their godfather and godmother. And uh, Killers was Ashton Kutcher. Um, so Colleen, uh, you're going to do six through 10. All right, cool. Um, do you want to give a score recap or yeah, keeping it secret uh no we'll give a score recap so it looks like kelsey has four points andrew has four points uh savannah is batting perfect with five along with ron who's batting perfect at five so very close awesome Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. 
quickly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then from beneath the Hollywood sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, on to number six. Disney Plus was recently in the news for re-editing this 1984 Ron Howard film by adding visual effects that appeared as if the character's long hair covered her bare bottom. I'm locked in. Locked in. Locked in. All right, so you can talk out loud, Kelsey. There was a look of panic on your face. (laughs) Uh, I remember hearing the story, and I'm having trouble picturing what it was. Yeah, I got nothing. I'll say uh, Fern Gully. Fern Gully, okay. Uh, Andrew? The movie that made Madison a name, Splash. All right, Savannah? Yep, it's Splash. It's also the movie that why the Little Mermaid had to be delayed because the they were going to make Ariel blonde. Good fact there. Yep, that's true. And Ron. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's Splash. And yes, the answer is Splash. Yeah, they got into a lot of uh, heat about that uh, visual effects choice there, but I know I guess Disney Plus doesn't want to have anything slightly adult, I, I suppose, but. The Rocketeer's on there. He shoots guns. but I, I suppose... was going to say, some of the older Disney movies, I don't think that holds up. Yeah. <laughs> guns are okay, but butts aren't, apparently. <laughs> gotta, cut, gotta hide them. Yeah. All right. On to number seven. What household item is the cause of Mel Gibson's first gaining his powers to hear the thoughts of women in What Women Want? I'll lock in. Okay. I'll lock in, too. I'm locked in, but I'm not happy about it. All right. So, Ron, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm not locked in, and I'm not happy about it. Um, I have, I, yeah, I can't remember it all. Um, just take a wild guess and say uh, microwave oven. Okay. Uh, let's go to Kelsey. I'm also wild guessing a little, and I went with toaster. Okay. Uh, Andrew? I know, I, I, I can picture the scene. I know he was... In the bathroom, I think he slipped in the bathtub. Okay. Um, actually, can uh, can you be more specific? So we're just looking for a, sp- a specific household item. I think he slipped in a bathtub and a radio got knocked into it. Okay. All right. So in with radio and then uh, Savannah. Microwave. I have no idea. 
So you all had the right thought. Um, uh, it was, and, and it was in a bathtub. He was using the feminine products that he was of the account that he was trying to win uh, at his advertising firm. But I'll let Colleen uh, tell you what it was. Yes. So he slipped in the tub and a hair dryer fell into the tub. So we were looking for hair dryer. Yep. Hair dryer fell into the tub. Uh, and if you remember, he was helping a rom-com uh, standout Judy Greer, who always who deserves her own leading role, but she's always the best friend in these movies. But I believe he got struck by lightning at the end when he was helping her uh, mm-hmm. from committing suicide. So got a little dark there at the end. Uh, all right. Uh, go ahead, Colleen. Number all eight. right. Question eight. In 13 Going on 30, Jenna gives an impassioned speech to her fellow teen girls at a slumber party about love, using the lyrics from what well-known song? I love that one. We haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah, that one's one of my favorites, I think. Actually, Judy, Judy Greer is in that one, too. She is, yeah. yeah. Best friend. Yeah. She's in all the really good ones. And 27 Dresses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love 27 Dresses, too. That's another one of my favorites, because I, I feel like I am James Marsden. That's me. Well, and I'm pretty much Catherine Heigl, because I have been in so many weddings. I have about 10 dresses, so I'm getting there. <laughs> it's not going to come to me. I'm tapping. Okay. All right. Andrew's tapping. Sorry. I said uh, I, I, can't, I can't come up with it, so I guess I'm tapping, too. Okay, you are tapping as well. All right, let's go to Kelsey. I believe this is Pat Benatar's Love is a Battlefield. And Savannah? Yep, Love is a Battlefield. Yep, that is correct. Love is a Battlefield, Pat Benatar. Yep. So good. All right, number nine. What 1987 Steve Martin film was a modern retelling of Cyrano de Bergerac? Locked Locked in. in. Locked in. Locked in. All right, everyone locked in very quickly on that one. Let's start with Kelsey. Roxanne. And Andrew? I also said Roxanne. Savannah? Roxanne. I was tempted to do an impression of Sting, but I'll hold off. (laughs) And Ron? Uh, Yeah, Roxanne. Correct. It is Roxanne. Yeah, I had to get a uh, Sting-adjacent reference in there since it keeps popping up for some reason (laughs) every episode now. All right, number 10. Whether it's Humphrey Bogard and William Holden or Harrison Ford and Greg Kinnear, their characters, brothers Linus and David Larrabee, compete for the affections of what title character? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. All right, so it leaves Kelsey. That was quick for for everyone else. What are you thinking, Kelsey? I believe it is Sabrina. All right. In with Sabrina. Andrew? I also said Sabrina. Savannah? Sabrina. And Ron? Sabrina. Correct. It is Sabrina. That is right. Uh, okay. Uh, so after 10, looks like Kelsey has seven. Uh, Andrew has seven as well. Uh, Savannah has nine. And uh, Ron has eight. So still very close. Anybody's game. All right. Uh, number 11. Two brands are of importance to the plot in the film Coming to America. A fast food restaurant and a hair product. I need you to name them both. So the name of the hair product and the food restaurant, the fast food restaurant that are central to the plot of Coming to America. I'll lock in. Okay. Locked in. Locked in. I only know one. All right. What do you think, Andrew? Well, I'm only certain of one. I know the fast food restaurant is called McDowell's. Um, I think, I, I know the hair product is, I want to say it's called Afrosheen, but I'm not 100% certain. Okay. But that's my answer. All right. Those are your locked in answers. Let's go to Kelsey. Yeah, this is one of those movies that I don't think I've ever really sat down and watched. And I've 
cut bits and pieces of it back when I used to have cable and it would come on Comedy Central um, and McDonald's stuck in my head. But based on Andrew's answer, that was probably wrong. And for the hair product, I just went with uh, Herbal Essences because it gives you the urge. There you go. Good, good tagline. <laughs> uh, Savannah, what do you think? See, I only thought I remembered the hair care product and I thought it was Soul Glow. Uh, oh, and that was that, that's the only one you remembered, the hair products? That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. That, that's all I remembered. Okay. And then, Ron, what do you have? Uh, yeah. Uh, I agree. You, you definitely you want to let your soul glow. And uh, McDowell's, you can tell them from McDonald's because they've got the golden arcs. That's right. Yep. So Ron is getting points on this one. So it's McDowell's, uh, which Kelsey, it, it's supposed to look like McDonald's, very similar. And then Soul Glow is the correct answer. Yep. And it had the very catchy theme song. Um, and if I remember correctly, Eric LaSalle from ER, I think it was his his family owned Soul Glow in the movie. He was very wealthy because of it. Uh, okay. So let's go to question 12. Defined as a type of intimate conversation, this film starring Rock Hudson and Doris Day was the first of three romantic comedies the pair starred in together. Locked in. Locked in. All right. That leaves Kelsey. I will say pillow talk. Okay, let's go to Andrew. I also said pillow talk. Savannah? I said pillow talk as well. And Ron? Yep, one of the best. It's a pillow talk. And pillow talk is correct. Classic uh, classic film. And uh, there was going to be a question about, um, and now I'm forgetting the name of it, of course, um, a film that Renee Zellweger did with uh, Ewan McGregor. And it was supposed to be a play on movies like uh, Pillow Talk, but I remember it not being very good and it kind of got uh, critically panned. Uh, Down With Love, that's what it was called. It was not good. Yes. And, and uh, funnily enough, it was directed by Peyton Reed, who would go on to direct uh, Ant-Man 1 and 2 and Yes Man and every other man movie, apparently. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to take number 13? Sure. Okay. Number 13. In Say Anything, you have famous props like the boombox playing In Your Eyes, or this item, which Jim urges his daughter Diane to give to Lloyd Dobler as a breakup gift. Locked in. Locked in. All right, Kelsey's locked in. Locked in. All right, it leaves Ron. What are you thinking? Oh, um, yeah, I really, I can't, I can't really remember. Um, I'm going to say it's, it's a pen. Okay. Ron is locked in with a pen. Uh, Kelsey? Um, I don't know this movie very well, so I just went with what I thought would be a really, maybe a common breakup gift, but also a terrible breakup gift, which is a mixtape. Because you don't really want to think about the music that you shared with your ex. That's that's a good good. point. (laughs) Uh, Andrew, what do you think? I... I also said, uh, you know, I gave her my heart. She gave me a pin. Okay. And Savannah? A pin. Yes. And the item was a pen. That's right. Andrew had the line correct. It's uh, she's gone. She gave me a pen. I gave her my heart and she gave me a pen. Didn't know I knew that. <laughs> Do you want to take uh, 14? Took, took me a minute too. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of tough. And um, I always forget that uh, Jim, uh, who plays Ioni Sky's father, uh, is John Mahoney from Frasier. A younger role. Great actor. That's kind of what led me to it because I was like, what would that guy think was a good gift? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's very fitting to him. <laughs> All right. Number 14. This is probably one of my favorite rom-coms. 
In the film Trainwreck features a memorable performance by John Cena and what other famous athlete who portrays a patient and confidant with Bill Hader's character, Aaron. Locked in. Locked in. All right, what do you think, Savannah? I'm tapping. I don't know. You're tapping? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Savannah's tapping. Let's go to Kelsey. I believe this is LeBron James. All right, Andrew. I also said LeBron James. And Ron. Yep, I went with the king, LeBron James. Yes, it is LeBron James. Yep, he's flexing those acting muscles in order to get that Space Jam contract, which they're filming now. Uh, All right, so this is going to be the last question here, and I'm not going to reveal what your totals are yet. Uh, But just to explain, uh, this last question is something called That Movie Where. It's something that I've come up with before. I can't remember if I've done it on the show or not. But uh, basically, you just have to imagine that you work at Blockbuster and a customer customer comes up to you uh, looking for a specific movie, but they don't know the actor's names or any other details of the movie, and they give you very weird details from the movie. So uh, let's see if you guys can get this. I'm looking for the title of a film. Do you have that movie where 500 Days of Summer really likes Alex Mack, but the only way she'll return the favor is if he can get the Joker and Save the Last Dance to go out together, which at first is just too good to be true? Locked in. in. Locked in. Do you need a repeat, Andrew? Nope, I got it. Oh, you got it. All right. Uh, it's let's... 10 Things I Hate About You. All right. 10 Things I Hate About You from Andrew. Let's go to Savannah. 10 Things I Hate About You. One of my favorites. All right. Ron? Uh, yep. 10 Things I Hate About You. And Kelsey? I said the same. 10 Things I Hate About You. Yep. Inspired by Taming of the Shrew. It's 10 Things I Hate About You. I quote this movie all the time and people have no idea what I'm talking about because it's always the obscure lines like when his friend's like, I'm excited and uh, can't wait for the light. And then I quote the dad all the time and people have no idea what I'm talking about. But I love this movie. (laughs) All right. We've tabulated the scores and in a very close finish here of uh, game one in the romantic comedy tournament uh, in fourth place with a respectable 10 points is Kelsey. Uh, right in front of her, Andrew with 11 points, and then very close for the final here. Uh, in second place today in the runner-up position, Savannah with 12, and in first place with 13, just one more, is Ron. So great game, everyone. Awesome job. I'm so impressed. Yeah, you all did a wonderful job. Um, Savannah, that's a very high score, so we'll have you um, just be on call uh, for the final in case no one can uh, best 12 points, if that's okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, before we uh, before we head out, um, let's go back to everyone uh, to say thank you one more time. Uh, let's go to Kelsey. Uh, any parting words, any uh, romantic comedies we should check out that we didn't mention today? Uh, thanks so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. My contestants were excellent. They have a lot of great rom-com knowledge. Um, and I would just say there's a lot of great indie rom-coms that get less attention, uh, like Obvious Child with Jenny Slate. And your sister, sister with Emily Blunt are two that I really liked quite a bit. So I would encourage people to check those out. I think they're probably on Netflix, but yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think Obvi- Obvious Child is on uh, Netflix. Uh, we saw that in the theater, I think, together. Yeah, we did. Slate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you very much for joining us, Kelsey. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Uh, any parting words from you? Anything uh, we should check out? I'm impressed by the knowledge of my competitors there there were some questions that i i knew were there but i didn't have a clue it just escaped me um 
my favorite, you know, I, I mentioned earlier my favorites, but another another one that I that I love that kind of kind of has gotten forgotten is Easy A. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, that one's so good. good. Tribute to the '80s romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, speaking of Camp I Me Love, they do the nice little reference at the end there. Camp I Me Love does say anything thing too. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you very much for joining us, Andrew. Uh, Savannah, twelve points. You might be in the the final as the wild card. It's a very great score. Uh, thank you for joining us. Any parting words from you? Thank you for having me. Uh, kudos to all my competitors. And uh, I want to recommend a really old school classic. It happened one night. Uh, uh, it inspired Spaceballs. So great film. I think there's a question about that in the next game. Uh, so yeah, great film. Uh, one of the big five uh, at the Oscars. Uh, but yeah, great, great film. Thank you very much for joining us, Savannah. And then, uh, Ron, you're going to be sticking around for the final. Um, yeah. How do you feel? Any parting words, anything we should check out? Uh, uh, just, uh, you know, yeah, everybody, this was great. Um, this was every bit as much fun as I thought it would be and not nearly as, uh, stressful as I thought it would be. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Great. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, that's where the lack of seriousness comes from because we don't we don't take it too seriously. So uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us. Appreciate all of you joining us. Uh, this tournament is brought to you by Patreon, um, the lifeblood of our show. It makes this possible. So thank you to all of our patrons. If you'd like to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast to get uh, a ton more content to listen to. Uh, but thank you very much to uh, all of those folks uh, for keeping the show live and all of our listeners um, who have supported us uh, for almost three years now, or maybe three years. I can't remember what the uh, anniversary date is, but uh, thank you, Colleen, for co-hosting. Yes, thanks for having me. This was fun. And uh, we will see you next week for game two with four brand new contestants. And uh, we hope you enjoyed today. Uh, for Colleen, Matt, Ken, Jeff, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.